You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to jump right into our grateful moment. Evan, what are you grateful for this week? What's up, everybody? Happy to be here for another episode. Uh, I'm grateful that I um, handed in my final draft for my dissertation to my committee, to my chair, waiting to hear back from him. And hopefully I'll be setting a defense date for my dissertation in the coming weeks. That is awesome. Congratulations. And when do you foresee like the end, like the official end where you get your credentials, you're a doctor? Uh, get my credentials, um, probably like April, no later than April 11th, uh, oh, okay. marching May 13th. Nice. Very nice. Congratulations on that process. That's almost to an end. Um, Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Everyone, the Belgium, Portugal, Charlotte, Philly, Everyone else who's listened to us, thank you so much. Uh, I know yeah, I really enjoy our episodes and following us for the past two years. I am grateful for the original band is here. Um, it's, um, you know, everyone's busy, professionals, and just to lay their time just to do this um, journey with me, it's awesome. So I appreciate each one of them, and um, I'm, I'm thankful for, for that. Um, I'm also thankful that Alan is Alan agrees with me. My original take on uh, Lamar jo- ja- uh, John Jackson, Lamar Jackson, and that yeah. he has the same <laughs> thought about him, but he won't say it in front of Kelvin. So it's okay. But <laughs> but real, I'm thankful to if we have another episode together and what's to come. Awesome. I I mean I didn't hear the exchange with Alan, um, but I don't know how much I believe that he shares the same perspective as you. Um, Kelvin, what are you grateful for? What's up? What's going on? Um, I'm definitely grateful that the weather is breaking. Uh, weather's getting better over here. Um, I'm grateful in lighter terms. I'm grateful for NFL combine on the way. You know, some of us got three first round draft picks. So we kind of looking forward to stuff like that. But I'm giving a shout out to the Giants. I heard y'all got like two top tens. <laughs> so we all need we all need some picks in our lives. So this is a good time of the year for uh, the NFC East. <laughs> I really dislike Kelvin because they had to lose. Never mind. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dean. I apologize. Thank you. For Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I am grateful. I'm just grateful for the little things this week. First and foremost, I successfully set my alarm to the correct time for seven days straight. That is a big accomplishment for me because I am the queen of setting it in a.m. p.m. of (laughs) a.m. p.m. times when it's not supposed to be. Um, I am grateful for this great weather um, because the weather is now it feels like it's spring in Charlotte where we are. Um, I'm back to trying to be active. Um, I told my crew this week that right now I'm looking like Zion Williamson. And so, you know, I'm trying to transition from that, you know, can't be walking the street looking crazy. Um, And I'm just super grateful and thankful for life. God has really blessed me um, in the professional realm. I haven't been like open about 
what I'm currently doing, but that's coming soon. But God has really, 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 really blessed me in a huge way. So I'm just grateful for all of those things and God's continued, continued blessings in my life. Um, let us jump right in to the show. And so the first topic we want to talk about now, we have had a few games where we saw um, James Harden transition to the 76ers and him playing alongside um, Joel Embiid. And the question that I have for the crew, and I feel like a question that the Philly guys are going to enjoy discussing, um, do we think that James Harden and Joel Embiid are a top two um, duo within the NBA? That's question number one and question number two. And I want to answer this publicly for our fans just so we have it on the record. How far do you think James Harden, the addition of James Harden, what will that do to the team's playoff chances? I need you to tell the listeners today if you think the 76ers will win the chip this year with James Harden. I'm going to step back and just listen to these Philly hopefuls. This <laughs> <laughs> man hasn't seen hasn't. <laughs> I don't think Amy's children were born last on the Knicks are relevant, but that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so first, I think this is the wrong question. The right question is, is, is Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, and Joel B the next best big three in the NBA? What happened to, okay, no, what happened no. to, to the buyers? No, no, no. We're going based Maxie, on contract. Tyrese based Maxie, on contract. Joel Embiid and James Harden are each putting up 20 points a game when they all play together. Ty, uh, Tobias Harris is putting up six and seven and 14 and 15. So the right conversation is not it's just the best dynamic duo. The question is, does Tyrese Maxey make them a big three? That's the right question. But um, I think this is um, the most dynamic one-two punch in the league since Stephen Katie. So, okay. I'm, Okay, so um, let the record reflect that Evan likened Embiid and Harden to Steph and Katie, and we all know what they did in the finals. So let's see how this plays out in the grand scheme of things. Calvin, what you? are you thinking? All right, so look, right, I'm trying, since, since you're a lawyer and all that, let me hear, <laughs> let me hear this question again. Because I don't want you to trip me up. <laughs> okay, so so the second, well, the first part is easy. Whether or not um, Embiid and Harden, whether they're a top two duo in the league, that's the first part. The second part is how far do you think um, Harden now being added to the 76ers, how far do you think he'll be able to carry the team along with Embiid? Do you think, that you guys will win the NBA championship this year? All right. So first question, right? Let's see. I think that they are one of the top three duos in the league. I don't think they don't have enough body of work to say they're number one. Um, on a talent perspective, though, you got one of the best guards in the league. Talking about your backcourt and your frontcourt, you got MVP runner-up. Um, or, or a candidate 
So you got definitely the, the best big or one of the best bigs. As far as a duo, I'm looking over duos and I'm like Giannis and Middleton. I'll go and be and harden over him, over them too. AD and LeBron. Mr. Glass is always hurt. I think his problem was a couple years ago. I'm going over, I'm going to be and harden over them. Steph and Clay. Clay's not Clay right now. Steph is Steph. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going with Harden and beat over them. Uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I I believe I'm going the big, um, the big man and the guard over them too. Um, so just for like two duos, I think they're a great duo. I think they're just an unproven duo. As far as pound for pound, like what these guys can do, um, I don't think too many people can can match them. But I'm gonna say top three right now because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too far ahead of my stuff. Um, can they win a championship? I don't think. All right. So bias speaking on a bias and bias perspective, of course, you know they from they Philly team, so I gotta I gotta say that. But just being objective, I don't think this is the year that we win a championship because I feel like it's too hard for a, a free agent acquisition um, midway point to win a championship on the team for his chemistry and trying to rebuild a team around the strengths. And I think we lost a lot of pieces because we, we acquired James Harden. So I think it'll be real tough to win a title this year, but I'll be happy if we get to the conference finals. Um, that'll show me a lot, but win a championship this year, I'm going to say no. Okay. Well, I'm going to say this. To be a one-two punch, you made in the playoffs. We know the history of James Harden in the playoffs. He doesn't show up. This reminds me of Amari Starmaya and Carmelo Anthony when they won 52 games. They look great, the one-two punch. But when the playoff came, mainly the second round, they fizzled. Amari Stoudemire and Carmelo Anthony? The best one-two punch in the East. That's, it reminds me of that era. Yes, they won 52. They were the top of the that's, East. That's that a better one-two punch than um, uh, LeBron and D-Wade? I'm just asking, telling you what it reminds oh, me of. Oh, okay. It reminds <laughs> me of. It reminds me. I'm not saying the best of all time. If you actually, they sort of net point ratings, all that. They that actually time. did th- that time. It just reminds me of that era, that year, that season. All right. I actually looked it up and they said the best one, two punch Nate ratings and time and production and so forth. It's actually Draymond Green and Seth Curry. That's one, the top one, two punch. Wait, one, two punch. Yeah. That's not a two punch. Wait. <laughs> I was reading an article that said that they did. What they article said, is this? Draymond Bleacher Green. Report. It's a Bleacher, Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report is not legitimate. <laughs> legitimate. It's Sports Illustrated for kids. <laughs> <laughs> you just a hit. Hey. All I'm saying is this is what they the numbers they use, right? But I'm just saying that that to me the, there's many one two punch uh all time. If you're going this season, if it's if we're going this season, I would literally say Chris Paul and Devin Booker to me, right? This season, just this season, because they're number one and they're doing what they need to do and they're consistent. But as for Embiid and James Harden, why are playing like he's been to the conference final? Outside of OKC, James Harden has. hasn't proved anything. He has in Houston. No, he has not. Conf- he he won- lost I mean, the conference finals ended. to the Warriors. Excuse me, he haven't been to he haven't been to the finals. Sorry, the finals. And even the, let's talk about that conference finals. I recall. You know why I didn't remember? Because he didn't show up. Was it seven games against KD? 
Uh, yeah, and where, and where was Harden? Chris Paul was the only so you're one. Me, you're me they took Chris seven Paul you're me they was took the one games, who almost, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, yes, yeah, I would advance. And James Harden would have been on a coattail of Chris Paul. That's a fact. Because we know what transpired when Chris Paul got hurt. James Harden disappeared. He was no, on the bench. They were supposed to win that series. They were supposed to. They were supposed to win that series. Okay, Not against whatever. the Warriors. Against, against KD, Steph Curry, and Clay before the ACL injury. They they led and they went to game seven and they had him on the ropes until Chris Paul got hurt. What that tells me. I've seen a lot of a lot of teams get up three two on on the better team and the better team wins the last two games. We we know we know that yeah. with Doc Rivers' record, we've seen plenty of teams get up. Why? <laughs> <laughs> plenty of teams get up three one or three you know, two. Feels like feels like a um. You ever had those those dolls you can pull the string and they repeat something? That's your feeling. <laughs> argument, he's gonna say the same thing no matter what. So whatever he's gonna win. Blame me in my old age. So. Do I believe in um, Joel Embiid and James Harden? I believe in Joel Embiid, but I don't believe in James Harden in the playoff or in the and making it to the finals. So no, stop the hype. Um, uh, it, it's great, you know, dress rehearsal first couple of games. Like I said, the New York Knicks that season when Carmelo Anthony and Amari Carmelo just came in. I mean, it was the second year, second year because it was how he got in the trade. They won fifty-two games. They look great, you know, and then playoff came and it disappeared. We're, we're fine with that. And the second question was, what was the second question? Yeah, I apologize. Question. That, 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 that Morris Dymer, Carmelo Anthony, their highest seed was the four seed, right? That's the highest they ever were, a four seed. What seed you're in currently? Third? Two. The two. two, right? Oh, because even though you had lost last night, oh, okay, so, um, yeah. um, I guess Chicago lost again. That's why you're kind of gone. And, and, we, and we said Harden uh, and and I believe the Knicks were the one seed during this time, but they dropped down. So it's okay. The same results are going to be the same results. <laughs> I never knew y'all was a dynamic duo. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I and, 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 I, and I was an avid Knicks fan. I mean, I'm, you know, I still like the Whatever. My situation is weird with the Knicks right now. But, it's complicated. It's complicated. But I never really heard them liking to be like this dynamic duo type thing. I'll be honest. I, I haven't heard that. That, that, new that information duo, is that new duo information. made the Morris Timer convert to Judaism. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, we 52 games. We was set, beat Miami Heat three times that season. We was on pace to do something special, but we fizzled. What was the second question as I was, you know? Here's the, uh, no, let me say this. Answer, go ahead. Go ahead. Embiid and Ben Simmons were able to win 52 games. Embiid and Harden together is dangerous. I agree with Kelvin. I don't, you know, it's going to be tough this year. You know, chemistry-wise, all of a sudden, it'll be tough this year going up against um, a team like Phoenix if we ever get to the finals or a team like the Warriors would be tough. But I think the future is where we're going to bowl well. Uh, Max is going to take another leap. I think and then you have to, you got to get good talent on the roster. And get, what get, what about your coaching? What about your coaching? You you good with the coaching? Here's the thing, y'all y'all nullify everything else. As for your team, yeah, y'all could y'all continue to think and be hopeful, but you have to look around the landscape. You still have the Brooklyn Nets. You still have Milwaukee. 
you still have you have to give credit to the Heat. It's not going to be an easy cakewalk like it was in the past for LeBron. It's the East is something to reckon with. So they they guarantee at least four or five teams, considering going forward, because you just as you stated that Embiid and Ben Simmons won fifty two games. What's going to happen with KD and Ben Simmons and Kyrie? So well, yeah, I I guess we'll see. And just to kind of um, wrap <laughs> this part of the topic up, I would say. You know, you guys know I'm I'm objective. I don't like who I don't like, but I am objective. And I'll say right now they are one of the top two duels um in the league. Um mainly with the strength of Joel Embiid. I mean, I have been consistent, whereas like James Harden is, you know, I just can't I just can't trust him. But from what I have seen from Embiid and what I'm seeing them do together in these first few games I'll give them that I'll give them that they're they kind of remind me of the duo of like Trump and Putin right like you hate them but you know (laughs) (laughs) my bad I'm sorry I'm sorry I had to do it because it's silly but no 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 um yeah so I would say that I do not think um even with the acquisition of Harden this season that it will translate into an NBA Finals win. Um, I would really have to see how the playoffs shake out and what's going on in the rounds, but um, I would. I don't think they have it yet. Maybe in coming years, maybe next season, we'll see how the chemistry translate, but I don't think it's there yet. Um. Let's transition to uh, the next topic, and we're going to talk about, you know, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. He is always, seems like LeBron is always upset about something, and his latest gripe was basically he's tired of not being considered, you know, one of the best scorers, um, in NBA history uh, in the league. And I'm not going to put my input because y'all know how I do LeBron James. I really want to hear from the guys. Do you think LeBron is is one of the most elite scorers, right, that we have seen? And do you think, like he says, like he needs to be in that conversation of the best to ever do it as far as being a scorer? What do you guys think? I mean, are we talking about from a skill set perspective or his ability to put the, the basket, the ball in the basket? I think I think that I need that, that clear before I answer that question. I think it's the latter. Okay. The, yeah, like so. I'll say this: like you have when you're in the NBA, a lot of people have the ability to put the ball in the basket, right? Like most of these men, 90% of the men, and then you have like Draymond Green, but 90% of the men know how to get the ball in the basket. So for me, that's not really much of an indicator of being a scorer. Just like when you're talking about like share ability to create points, is LeBron in that conversation? So I don't think LeBron... LeBron is a, a great prolific scorer uh, from a numbers perspective. But um, 
I don't think at any point he's ever been the best scorer in the NBA. Uh, while he's been in it. I mean, you had the Kobe era. Uh, you had KD. KD is a, a lead scorer. I mean, I think I think Carmel Anthony was a better scorer from a skill perspective. Um, I think I think I mean, sure, he's on the list. He's no. I don't think he's number one. And you look at it like this too. LeBron's numbers, just like Kareem, eventually get a little bit bloated based upon longevity in the league, right? So because he's been in the league so long and still able to do what he's doing, uh, of course he's going to get the number one score. Of course he's going to break these records. Um, I think that's sometimes what we miss in, in some of these conversations. But yeah, I think, I think um, great score. Uh, I don't think he's top five all time. I'm going to agree. See, it's a, this is LeBron's James fault. When we think about scorers, we ask for one thing. Become a multi-time scoring champion, right? And when scoring is brought up, LeBron won one scoring championship, one scoring title when he was with the Cavaliers in 2007-2008 season when he averaged 30. After that, we had Dwayne Wade. Kevin Durant won multiple times, like over eight, nine times. James Harden, Westbrook won a couple of times. Steph won a few times, you know, and Carmelo won once. Whenever his game is compared, he likes he likes to compare his game to Magic Johnson, distributor, passer, facilitator. So when the onus comes on him to be compared as uh, in his early career, like a Michael Jordan or, or I'm there to say Kevin Durant statue, you know, that comparison of greatness where scoring is attached to it, he shuns that way, change the narratives, and say, hey, no, my game is more like Magic Johnson. I'm distributed. I make the right play. I use my brain. So I would liken this unto him deflecting the ability to hold that title. So one, I would say you have to win multiple titles, multiple scoring titles to be considered a scorer, right? Um, two, your game is not predicated on own scoring. It's all other facets. I would say, yes, skill-wise, but to be a scorer, to be recognized as a scorer, your mentality and, and acceptance is to be a scorer. And he has not accepted that. By deflecting, countering, when they like they try to liken his game to other prolific, excuse me, others prolific scorers. It's early morning. <laughs> so LeBron, this is your fault. And once again, I respect your game, but you keep you can't keep changing the narrative to fit what you want it to currently. All right? Stop that. Stop that. You want to be considered a scorer? Win five more titles, scoring titles. Do that. Uh, um, when they like your game to a score, say yes, I'm able to do that and more. Don't change the narrative and, and, and project the one thing. So you can't keep changing. You got to tell us what you want us to be, you want to look at, and, and what we could allow to us to compare you to, and don't change the narrative. So we're not going to give you that. Sorry. The game is almost over for you. We're going to say in your era, the best score in your era is going to be Kevin Durant. <clears throat> yeah, so um, it's kind of hard to argue this this point, like without, you know, without respecting both sides of the argument. Um, I think the quote from LeBron was, when they talk about the best scorers of all time, they never mention my name. And he said, it pisses me off. 
Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of truth in that, in the sense that the best scores ever, you got, as far as the number perspective, you got Kareem and you got um, LeBron and you got Carl Malone, Kobe and Mike. Um, they put the ball in the basket, right? That's the name of the game. They put the ball in the basket and they obviously did it at a high level. Not as high as uh, that ghost in Chicago, but they did put the ball in the basket at a high level. So is he one of the best scorers of all time? By numbers, yes. He is one of the best scorers of all time. Where, where I agree with the, the points that were made was when we talk about, when we look at these top scores, we all can think of, um, we can attach a basketball move to these guys. You know, we got Kareem, the sky hook, uh, Carmelo with the pick and pop, uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe, with fade away, um, and just and just just the execution on the offensive end. When we look at LeBron, we just think of bully basketball, dunking, getting getting points off energy, um, not necessarily a skill set attached. So when you think about best scores, you always think about the skill set attached to it. You know, Steph Curry, you think about the long distance three three pointers. KD, you think about how he just um, he just is he just assassinates on the court, picks his spots, fadeaways, jumps, all these type of things. So LeBron, from a skill set a skill set point of view, you're never gonna put him up there with the top scores because how these guys score the ball, um, you know, it, it makes it it makes them look like scores. LeBron just he scores, but he doesn't score the ball the same way. He's not, and that's the, that's the same reason why. Everybody in that list are guys getting the ball in their hand in the last seconds in, in, in the games and things like that. LeBron is not that guy. And, and that shows like his skill set as far as like the, um, you know, the final moments of a game. We're not looking for LeBron to get the ball. You're looking for the top scorers to get the ball, but not in that situation. You're not looking for LeBron. So LeBron is a, is a victim of, um, of um, not really a victim, but being in the league, longevity, and I think that's why he's going to get up there. You know, he's going to have to play 20 years, 21 years to pass Kareem, where you got cats like Michael Jordan on the list that only played 15 years of basketball and averaged 30 points for his career. You know, that's a score. You know, like, that's like well, that's one of the best scores ever when you look at how he did it, when you, when you put the context around it. So LeBron, you know, by definition of scoring points and being up there on the list, Got to give him his credit, but at the same time, I see where everybody doesn't mention his name just for those those names, those reasons I mentioned. Yeah, and I'll agree, and I'm not going to reiterate what you guys so eloquently put. I think what's getting to LeBron's head is like he's like in his 30th season right now, and just by nature of longevity, he is going to have numbers, right? He's probably going to, I mean, I don't know how many more years he's going to play, but he's going to continue to break records. And I think LeBron is equating numbers now with being placed in categories like, hey, look, I have 20,000, you know, points in the last 10 years or the last seven years, or, or I'm going to end with, 50,000 and obviously like I'm being overinflated but he's equating numbers with being classified with a certain skill set and he he's confusing the two when I think of someone that can score I think beyond putting it in the basket and like Kelvin just said I think of it's the end of the game 
you have five seconds left, you need a game-winning shot, who are you going to look to on the court to make that shot? And quite frankly, all the scorers that we mentioned, we would, right? The MJs. And um, I mean, it's just unfair to mention MJ, but like, you know, KD, your staff, your clay, you know what I mean? Those are people who you think of as just pure. Kobe. Kobe. I was saying Kobe. Kobe all day, (laughs) right? And that's just not what it is for LeBron. Like, I think what he needs to do is like, LeBron, you're great, you're top three, you know, no matter where you want to place yourself behind MJ, that's what it will be. And just be happy with your accomplishments and all of the accolades that you get. Stop trying to insert yourself into every conversation to be like, hey, they don't mention my name on the list when it comes to A, B, C, or D. Like, dude, no one is looking at you to be the person that scores when the team needs it at the end. As a matter of fact, we're looking for you to pass. That is what your history have shown us. So I'm just like, he needs to chill. Like, stay in your lane. You're still going to be top greatest when you retire in 20 years. Like, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Like, it's it's completely ridiculous to me. And Dion, you remember... I don't remember the exact quote, but I think his boy said it the best. He said, his boy D-Wade, when he passed somebody, he said, this dude not even a scorer. Exactly. (laughs) So, like, if you're going to be mad at somebody, Bronny, you need to be mad at uh, your boy D-Wade because he called you out first on Twitter, on Twitter universe, that this this is a great award because this guy's not even a scorer. Right, (laughs) right. And, and, and. And it don't take away from his accolades and what he has done. You know what I mean? It's not like people like, oh, you know, you're not an elite scorer. Now we don't think you're a great and an all-time NBA great at the top of the list. It, It does not. So for me, I'm like, why is LeBron so caught up and just wanting to be in the middle of everything? You know, it kind of reminds me of when he made the announcement that he's the best player in the world. Like, dude, sit down. Like, oh, <laughs> he's so soft. Like, he he's not as soft as KD, but he's starting to get into the realms. Now that he's getting older, he's starting to get into the realms of softness that I just don't like. Um, yeah, so... Let's transition to our finals topic of the day and um, talk about Russell Westbrook. I mean, I don't know what there is to talk about him because he's so trash, but um, the question for the team is, will Russell Westbrook be traded at the end of the season? And outside of the Shanghai Sharks in China, um, where do you think he will land um, in the league? Unfortunately, (laughs) I think he's gonna become a Nick. What? <laughs> I yes. know. I know. I know. I, I if if I just see it happening. I the Knicks are crying for a superstar. And I like how the Knicks are right now. Not the the way they play, but the construction of the team that with the young players. They look great. The young guys look great. And if we're patient, we may be like the Cavs are built for longevity and Memphis longevity. But we have this itchy finger. You see, the- ah, hold on. 
and 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 we'll just oh, throw it all in, and boom, we're right back to square one. So because I know New York history, he's gonna be a Nick, and it's gonna upset me more. And then I'm I'm just gonna end up divorcing them and just go with my concubine, which is my Nets. I'll be a full Nets, full Nets um supporter. I'm just gonna switch. Oh, Kelvin, what you were saying? I know the Knicks. I know them. I've known them for 45 years. Dude, you like, just you just likened your team to the Cavs and Memphis, man. Like if we continue, <laughs> we have the we have good core. We have Grimes. We have um Grimes. Um, <laughs> Grimes is a young Thibault. Sims. We have Mitchell Robinson. We have R.J. Barrett. Drop 40. Calm down. We have we have um. <laughs> What are you laughing at? We have a young, good, young core. Just, just need to a couple pieces and build. Memphis got John Morant, dude. Like, where, where is he and, at on your team? That's what I'm saying. That we a draft pick away from getting a John Morant or a difference maker. You, if if you think the, Knicks stand the, pack, the Knicks stand pack, if the Knicks stand pack, I believe Zion William is going to come to New York. Him oh, or Donovan Mitchell, I believe they're going to come to New York. If the Knicks just stand pack. Just deal with the losing streak. We stink. We had high expectations, and 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 we fell. All right, I'm the first to say they disappoint me. And once again, I'm disappointed, like I was in the ninth in the um, eighth bong. grade, in eighth grade when I thought it was 1999. No, it was 1994. So I was a, it's 11th grade when I thought the Knicks we finally beat the Bulls and then we go win a championship. And I could finally get that demon off my back. All my friends who became Chicago friends. All of a sudden, because we live in New York, I don't know how you're a Chicago fan, but it's all right. <laughs> I thought that that's gonna happen, but I digress as I always do. The one, back to the-, the one thing I can appreciate about Phil is that Phil is a is is loyal. I mean, he, I mean he, the Knicks are done some dirty. He stayed faithful. I mean, he's cheating a little bit, but you know, <laughs> I'm like he's loyal. What? <laughs> no, no, he's, he's 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 endured this for when did Patrick Ewing retire? Well, when, ninety. Well, he left the Knicks ninety two thousand because ninety nine was the last time he was there, and then they got rid of him. Yeah. So Phil's been going through this for twenty plus years. I know, I know people who just stop watching basketball together. Phil watches them and has excitement, and anticipation every year, and so <laughs> you had to appreciate someone like Phil who's almost ride or die. I mean, he's he, he's he's um. Slipping right now with his with his with his <laughs> Nets net status, but you gotta appreciate that. Um, but Russell Westbrook, um, there's no there's no universe where Russell Westbrook and LeBron James can coexist on the same team. There's no universe. I mean, it was a bad it was bad from Jump Street. Um, I didn't think it was gonna be this bad, but I mean, AD is. As Kelvin said earlier, Mr. Glass. So, you know, Westbrook is, I think his greatest transformation will be becoming a six man and leading the second unit with a bunch of bums. And it becomes the Russell Westbrook show. What team you see him doing that at? Where he fit? You get back to OKC? Well, see, the first thing is Westbrook has to accept that. Right. Westbrook has to accept that. If he doesn't accept that, then, you know, it is what it is. But his best form right now, and, and Westbrook, I mean, he's put up 18 points, but obviously not all 18 points look the same. 
not, oh. not all eighteen points a game are, are equal. Um, <laughs> but if he could embrace a backup point guard role on a good team, oh my goodness, it would be amazing. I think nobody stopping that. I'm sorry, Kelvin. But I think the issue with him is he's at home. The pressure. This dude can't dribble. <laughs> this dude can't dribble. The, the game <laughs> last night game. This dude almost cost the game. Him and Carmelo, but they came back. This dude can't dribble. A bank shot off the backboard. This I, I'm telling you, it's the environment. It's the same thing when I play for my church league in in North Carolina. When I play for my hold on, my hold on. job directly, I'm an all star. I'm a I'm a B. I'm a B <laughs> student. I'm a B student. But when I play for my church league, the pressure is on trying to show them that I could do what I need to do. I become a C player, right? Westbrook. Hell, you stuff. misrepresenting because you told our listeners a couple months ago that you play like KD in your church league. We have it like recorded. Not church league. No, my job league. <laughs> it was my KD in my job league. Okay. But in oh, you were KD Westbrook, in your job league? <laughs> I had my season and when I averaged 20, I had one time I averaged, you know, average actually 10 points in the job league. That's kind of high, 10, 12 points. This guy's top, I was top 15 scorer. You know, it happens. It's not KD, bro. <laughs> Keep going, my K- Young KD, young KD without scoring title. <laughs> the, the, but there was a game where I was KD, where I hit the game winner. Uh, it, it, it was great. I had my little <laughs> thing. But I digress. I have my moments. Everybody have their you know, moments. Iguodala is game with, man. I think, I think you're more Iguodala. I, th- no. I, I think Phil's Iguodala. That's not wrong with Dollar, Phil. That's respectable. He played yeah, that is respectable. That's he's, a, he's a finals MVP, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Which has <laughs> happened to me. When well, you right, start saying KD, it. man, you start losing the audience, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep, you gotta keep yeah, I totally forgot my point. My point is this. Westbrook needs to leave that environment, and I think you'll see what he, he's able to do. I think the pressure's on him. He's he Listen, playing in L.A., New York, Chicago, it's a different beast. The pressure is constant. And if you're not built for that area or built for that, it will crush you. And I think that's the effect of um, Russell Westbrook. His game is not different from any other from previous years. It's just that the I believe the pressure. Look at the dude as he, as he um, dribbled the ball. The dude literally can't dribble the ball no more. He can't shoot. That's all pressure. But, I, you know, I'll I, I hand the mic over. So I, 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 um, when I think about Westbrook, I really feel like we honestly don't really care where he lands next year. Um, I know I don't. What I do care about is this, though. I care about <laughs> how he told the world that he doesn't take none of this stuff home. <laughs> and a couple of nights later, his wife gets on Twitter <laughs> and tells the world that he takes it home because she's offended that Skip Bayless is calling him West Brick instead of Westbrook. And that's really telling for me because it, it shows how athletes be lying all the time. Like, they don't care. They don't care what nobody's saying, this, that, the third. But his wife clearly cares. His wife clearly talks to him about stuff. She clearly knows what's going on. And Westbrook is affected by the situations that's going on outside of Staples Center. He's, he's affected by the noise. Um, to Phil's point, he's definitely playing like like uh, he has broken fingers right now, like something's legitimately wrong with his hand, and it really might be because he's playing terrible basketball. But as far as him, where he's going next year, I just feel like Westbrook is – he's just a brand at this point. Like, he's not going to move the needle 
uh, somebody made the point about the six man role. I think that probably is true, but I don't think it'll never come to fruition because I don't believe his pride will ever allow him to play a six man role. I think Russell, Russell Westbrook, Westbrook, sorry, I don't want to disrespect him, but uh, I, I don't think that he'll. It's like an AI. Like AI said, when they try to put AI off the bench, they he thought they was crazy. Like coming off the bench for who? <laughs> Forget that statement. Does Tim Duncan come off the bench? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I'm a right. Former MVP. <laughs> right. A former MVP don't come off the bench. Like AI already set the precedent for that. So I don't see him coming off the bench, and I don't see him really affecting nobody's team for for winning basketball. I look at all the top teams and the contenders. Unless he did humble himself, which I don't believe he will, uh, wherever he goes is irrelevant. So, Knicks, please take him because you guys are known for taking irrelevant coaches, irrelevant players. It's just, it's just everything about the Knicks are irrelevant. So, shout out to the garbage Knicks and Phil's our number one fan. Philadelphia, please speak. All I have to say is this. At least the Knicks have not, have not hired a coach who lost a 3-1 Three times and a three-two, three times. So you have a coach who never won a championship, Phil. My coach has won he a championship. Never, never went to the finals. My coach he has been to the championship. My coach has been to the finals because without Thibodeau, um, no. Doc Rivers that's, would that's, never that's have legit, won a championship. That's that's facts is Thibodeau. That's not a legitimate is, it's facts. When was the last time that Doc Rivers won a championship? Who was his top defensive assistant? Thibodeau. When was the last time he won a championship? Whoever asked this question about his Zero. Never. <laughs> never. never. Whoever asked that question. Never. Good luck. And Tibble had nothing to do, only one, uh, uh, with so a 3 Who's Steve Kerr's top assistant? Um, Brian, um, Mike Brown. Right. For all the, all the championships he won? Yeah. Mike Brown. No, no, no. Not for the championships. Mike Brown. Well, Mike Brown came from one where KD was there. Um, what about Luke Walton? Luke Walton was the first when um, he got injured, so he was there for the uh, the second or third championship. Who's Phil Jackson's top assistant? Then we go. Then we go. Go Popovich. Because I'm saying what you saying. <laughs> what you saying right now is you're saying that the assistant coaches get get this. All I know. All I know is that Doc Rivers has lost a three-one league in the playoff and three-two league in the coaches. playoff. And he has not won a championship. He has not won. He has not won a championship without Thibodeau. Look what this head coach did for me. Thank you. Your head coach was like Mr. Penguin. Your head coach was like Mr. Penguin. When Yeager was gone. Really? When Yeager was gone, y'all was falling apart. But miraculously, he came back. Y'all doing well. What are you talking about? We yeah, assistant coach. Embiid was on a rip. Oh, I know. That's what I've seen. You haven't won since What is your great coach doing right now, Phil? Please tell him. Excuse me? What's your great coach doing right now? Well, how What's is he having y'all? My about to be thrown back into the Gotham City. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is this. I, we need to get rid of, the. to me, the Dead cancer right now this. is Julius Randle. Julius, listen, let me get no, my point. About coaches, the New York Knicks. Piss me off. This Phil, is no reason Phil the way you should play this way. Uplift, uplift white people. That's what Phil does. Phil's internalized racism. I'm telling the truth. Thibodeau is like doing his job. Randall needs to go. He's a cancer. He's pushing little Cam. What was it? He's pushing Cameron. Who was it? Cameron Payne? Who was pushing yesterday? This dude, I give him more, more pressure on, on, on the opposing team than he's playing his game. 
It's Randall's fault. We're playing this way. Randall's attitude. I don't know what's going on in personal life, but he is affected on the court. Julius Randall is the cancer of this team right now. We need to get rid of him. Thibodeau is doing his job. I believe he's doing his job. Is that that cancer prima donna? He got his money and he don't care. He don't care. He needs to look at his son when his son was crying last year because his son wanted him so bad to play and beat the Nets. He's a disappointment to everyone. He's a disappointment to his kids. Remember when Phil said Julius Randle was the MVP last year? That was last year. Yes, you did. You did, Phil. You did. That's last year. He did what he needed to do. This year, he got his money. We need to get rid of him. Is RJ Barrett the league's MVP this year, man? He's a league disappointment. He's the most disappointing this year. That's his award. This dude has the attitude. This dude don't want to do anything. He's going to revert to the game that didn't bring him any fame. Phil compared Dribble too much. Why are you dribbling? Phil, Phil lives like... Phil is so stressed out. Phil, he's hurt, man. Give him his time to vent, man. Give him his time, Phil. Right. All right. We're here I for you, bro. I can't stand the Knicks right now. I, I hate them right now. I hate them so much. I hate them. They bring me back to my childhood days in high school when I lifted y'all up, a Brooklyn native, Brooklyn Knight saying you could do something that disappoint me from the Patrick Ewing era. Tricked me with the with the Jeremy Lin era. I stopped watching the Knicks, but it tricked me with this Lin Sanity. Lin Sanity, uh-huh. I was insane to go back to, with them. I gave up my basketball. They tricked me to come back. Carmelo, I, that's why I will watch Carmelo. He's the only Nick, him, Amari, but he, the only superstar came to the New York Knicks and did his best. And Patrick Ewing, not Patrick Ewing, Patrick, Phil Jackson ruined his career. It's Phil Jackson. I don't care you won as a champion in 1973 and 71 and 73, but still you ruined that franchise with your stinking triangle. You can't use it with players. Ah! <laughs> this is funny. Ugh. Oh, my Thank you. I'm done. I can't say I, that. Like, I don't even know how we got on um, the Knicks, but this was a great way to end the show. Um in general, just going back to the final topic about Westbrook, y'all know, I, I mean, I haven't cared for him ever. Um, ever since they were lauding him as like one of the greatest players because of that triple-double average season, I have been on a rampage, so I don't care. Uh, but shout out to his wife. She obviously plays better defense than him. Um, but yeah, I don't care where he ends up. I don't care what team it is I hope it's not anywhere on the east like keep him west let him find a team over there Brooklyn bring um, him to Brooklyn huh bring him to Brooklyn please oh no absolutely let me tell you something she almost cussed y'all she almost cussed <laughs> look look I would like say real curse word like the actual words so lord knows I don't need that for my mental health or for my Christianity at this point but we shall see until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.